You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm your host, Billy Powell, and today I'm joined again by Elliot. Say hello, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate, until 11.30pm last night. But other than that, I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> um, very similar, to be honest with you, mate. Um, not too bad, but there's. I think we've got a lot to talk about, haven't we? There's only one thing that we can talk about. We... Yeah. There's no, <laughs> no point in even talking about the Premier League results from the weekend. And I think by everyone on this pod, uh, who listens to this podcast know exactly what we're going to talk about straight away. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you've got to start from the beginning, I suppose. Um, the 12 clubs, Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool and Spurs. At the English clubs, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Juventus, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and Barcelona have all signed up to this European Super League. Apparently, they've signed up for a 23-year period as well. What are your thoughts on this, mate? Just one word to say, and it's just greed. I mean, yeah, you've got all these... I think this is the one time I've seen on Twitter where a whole app has united against <laughs> this. Every person... I, I don't know about you, Billy, but I haven't seen one person that's in favour of this at, at all. No, neither have I. And it's Not just pure greed. And looking... Uh, I mean, you've got so many. We've got so many different points to talk about, but we might as well start from the beginning. It was about what three p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. We started hearing all these rumors, and yeah, it was halfway through the uh, United game, wasn't it? Against exactly, Burnley? exactly You're halfway through the United game, and it started coming out, and Twitter just blew up. It, what was even worse <laughs> was it came from nowhere. No, it wasn't even from an official mm. source or anything like that, or. Even the Super League themselves, it just came out of nowhere. And 
obviously there was speculation, and by the time it grew and uh, it was getting closer and closer to that eleven thirty dead, well, when it got announced, there was just speculation building and building, and as soon as it hit at eleven thirty, that's when my heart just dropped. I mean, I'm. A mass, as you know, we're both massive football fans. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing you're the same as me. Football is actually, I know it sounds pathetic, but football's my life. And I Absolutely, grew up mate, yeah. at a young age. I say about four years old, I started watching football, probably even, uh, or interested, probably even older. I'm not going to lie, but five or six, four, five, six, can't exactly remember. But the problem, I feel like football for me has just died. And the thing I grew up idolizing is gone. I completely agree, mate. Abs, you've just hit the nail on the head there, to be honest with you. I think the whole game that we grew up loving, watching these big games between Villa, Man United and Liverpool, Man City in recent times, Chelsea in recent times as well. It's all just gone out the window, hasn't it? It just it means nothing anymore. It it's it's just an absolute disgrace, isn't it? And I mean, like you said, this isn't just fans from outside of those greedy six, we'll call them. This is the the fans from all twenty clubs. It's from all of the fans from the ninety two EFL clubs. I mean, it's it's just everybody is just in absolute disarray so, over this. As soon as this tonight about what was it? it was half eleven, wasn't it? UK time, I'd say. And uh, I think so, something like that. Yeah, and the first club to announce it was Liverpool uh, that they joined, I think. And they were the first club out of the 12 that are in it to uh, announce mm. that they were in. And you saw the backlash from the Liverpool fans. I mean, yeah, you saw to, uh, banners outside Ellen Road uh, to, uh, for the Leeds-Liverpool games uh, that happened on Monday night. And there were not just Leeds fans there, there were Liverpool fans. All of them were protesting mm-hmm. against this. And it just shows how much the owners do not give a toss about the fans. Who makes football? The fans. And yet these owners have yeah. just gone, ha, no, forget you, spat on the fans like a piece of dirt. And they're going <laughs> to go off into this uh, UA. It's not even UA. I don't know what I'm saying. This random Super League. And it just, do you know what the worst bit is about this Super League? I, uh, the fact that I read yesterday that it's something stupid like 400 million that each club's getting to join it. Yeah. And you look at the clubs in League Two that are dying on their ass at the minute because of the yeah. pandemic. You've got, and what's even more disgraceful about that is got, you've got Liverpool, one of the teams in the Super League, they were furloughing the staff in the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then they did a massive yeah. U turn. Arsenal sacking their mascot, Gunnosaurus, because of the pandemic and putting half there. Uh, yeah, um, staff on furlough, Tottenham as well, and yeah, they get in going into this European Super League with now all the money in the world, and it's just an absolute disgrace. And that's all I can call it. I can't say any more than it's a disgrace. And each one of those owners, I don't know how they can sleep at night. No, they must be the most hated people on the planet at the minute, and so they should be. But mm-hmm. they do not give a rat's ass about that. I think you've just put it perfectly again, mate. Um, I mean, <sighs> I'm just, I, I just don't really know what to say. You've just put it perfectly. I think the one thing that we can just hope now 
is that the domestic leagues, the Premier League, the Serie A, La Liga, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, the Serie A and La Liga, I don't care what they do. If they want to go off and make no. their own league, they can make their own to league. To be honest, that league... But well, it's, the, it's the biggest... The biggest problem for me is the detrimental effect that it... The fact that it's having on English football as a whole from the 10th division, the 10th division or whatever the lowest division is to the Premier League. It's having an effect on every single club out there and it's just plain wrong. It, sh- it shouldn't be allowed. And it's now down to the likes of Sky, the, uh, BT, who everyone, ITV, BBC, it's now down to them, the pundits and the broadcasters and everyone who's got a voice, the players as well, to stop this from happening because it, it, it can't happen. Well, you it just can't happen. Going back to the players, you've seen already some of the Instagram posts. I mean, we, everyone mm. knows we're both Villa fans, but you like I've never been, at the moment, prouder of my club. You, I think you've saw the video as well. Yeah. That video came from the 140 years celebrating Aston Villa. That was uh, that was yeah. published uh, on Monday night, and yet it's just brought back goosebumps, and it makes me so proud to support a club like that. Yes, we're a big club. Yes, we've got tr- uh, history and tradition. I'm not going to be honest. Yes, we're loaded like those big six teams that are uh, <laughs> going into the European Super League, but. We're not greedy arseholes that will go into the Super League and it will ruin the competition in the game of football that we love. What's bad enough about the Super League as well? In the Premier League Championship, actually, any league you've got, apart from the MLS, you've got promote relegation, you've got fighting for Europe, and when your club finally gets to that European stage, it's an achievement. For me now, that has just been completely wiped out. That's the thing, mate. The perfect example of that is Leicester, isn't it? I mean, 10, yeah. 12 years ago, they were in League One. Who'd have thought that six years down the line, they'd be playing Champions League football after winning the Premier League? Exactly. They're the, perf- they're the perfect example that you need to talk about here. There's going to be Hull City, for example. They're in League One at the minute. Who's to say that they can't go on and win the Premier League? You look at this is football we're talking about. It's the it's the best sport in the world. Exactly. Just purely because of the the randomness, if you know what I mean. Anyone can beat anyone on their day at any time. I mean, you look at the Championship now. A team like Barnsley, let's just say Barnsley, (laughs) who were up and down each year between League One and the championship are now fighting for a promotion. They're in the playoffs. And they actually, with this European Super League, if all the rumours are true about that, uh, the six teams, the top six teams in the championship coming up, they'll be in the Premier League. And that's what's mm. killing. I mean, yes, brilliant. Barnsley in the Premier League, but you want it done in the right way. You don't want to be brought yeah. up to a, uh, a league that, has just been absolutely decimated by these big six sides through their through their pure greediness, and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of uh, the sport at the minute. Not uh, through the um, obviously the Premier League and everything like that. UEFA, they're doing all they can. I'm ashamed in how this these English clubs with these loyal fan bases. Like I feel sorry for the fans more than anyone because they've been yeah. treated like a pack of dirt. I've spoken all the thing, day. The thing is, though, they're not they're not English clubs, are they anymore? No, they're, they're they've s- been taken over by American franchises who are looking to get a, 
who are just looking to turn to English football and just to get money from it in any means that they can. And if that means ruining the the name of football, the game of football, then they'll do it. That's... As long as they're getting money, they do not care, do they? No, no one can deny that football clubs are a business. They've got to have profit. But those profits are made from, for me doing it in the right way. Like the when we went up in the playoffs, it's the richest game in football, but you earn that prize to get into the big time of the Premier League, getting into the Champions League, yeah. earning millions. I mean, I know all the TV deals and everything, everyone might have their opinion on there, uh, the wrong opinion. It's just another big money uh, pummeling into the uh, clubs. But what you got to realise with that is at least there's no... Uh, the competition stays the same. There's anyone can still beat anyone, and there's still a uh, like an actual competition and a desire to win. There, this Super League, there's no promotion, there's no relegation. There's I don't get the mm-hmm. point in it. What is the honest point it, of playing in a league? Take, it just takes out the competitiveness, doesn't it? Exactly. It I mean, just. I mean, with the Champions on, League. On, I mean, with the Champions League, that's the best European competition in the world. And no one can tell me, uh, well, the best uh, competition, I don't know why I said European competition, because it is a European competition, but it's the best competition, club competition in the world. And it works. It's worked for how many years now? And everyone loves it. You've got like uh, yeah. uh, teams like Leicester City coming into it and uh, playing fo- uh, European football for the first time in so long in the top level. You've got these unpredictable results, like the top... I know they've gone into the Super League now, but Tottenham against Ajax, Liverpool, uh, when they brought it back from, uh, from yeah. 2-0 down to 3-2, Liverpool against Barcelona. It's this unpredictiveness and competitiveness that we love and we tune into. And yet, exactly. Jurgen Klopp has put it perfectly. No one wants to see Real Madrid versus Liverpool every single year. You want it to see every 10 years, and that's what you get with the Champions League. Or every couple of years, or every now and then. Yeah. Even once once or twice a year, so be it. But it's a big game. It's not gonna it's not the same if it's happening in a league format, is it? If unless no. it's the Champions League or something like that. It's, go- it's just never going to be the same. But going back to that, you've got this new... Propo- I mean, we're all slagging off the Super League and in UEFA's corner, but yet they don't help themselves with the announcement that they brought out today with this new Champions League format. How are they going to open up uh, <laughs> places to more historic clubs? That's just... Like, with the, doing so much to defend UEFA, and then they bring out this new format. And how how is that fair at all? Because there's no competition then for size to get into the Champions League because those based on history will just get an automatic buy. I know. Uh, I mean, I think at the minute we do, I mean, we've got to side with UEFA, haven't we? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's that's the way we've got to go. But I think we've, as football fans, we've got to attack things (laughs) at at a time and one, uh, sorry, one step at a time and I think, first of all, we've got to get this Super League just finished. It's not happening. And then we can concentrate on this this with UEFA. I think... What's even worse? The thing is, go... go, God, sorry. No, you carry on. Sorry. I was just going to go back to the point you mentioned about uh, Barnsley. Yeah. They could... They could be going up this season with or without the big six. If they go up via the playoffs, then fantastic. Credit to them for being able to do that. But I 
I mean, I'm obviously not a Barnsley fan, but if I was, I I don't want to go up just because six teams are coming up from yeah. the championship to make space. I you'd want to earn your right to be in there, wouldn't you? Exactly. You'd want to play against those teams. And it's, That's your dream as a Barnsley fan. Uh, it's a, the same with the FA Cup, the League Cup. When you get picked as one of those smaller teams, let's say, no disrespect to them whatsoever, yeah. but as those smaller teams in the League Cup, the FA Cup, and even possibly in the Premier League, those are the games that you look out for. Those are the games that you dream about as a kid being able to play in those games, go to those games, you know, it's it's just not going to be the same. No. It's just, oh, it's so infuriating because I feel so much for these, for the fans of Barnsley and the lower league clubs that may never, ever face these teams again. And you know what's bad enough about that as well is I honestly thought that, I honestly think that Barnsley are going to win the playoffs. I want them to win the playoffs. I've set, They oh, look at the fully most important team in the championship right now. And mm-hmm. Exactly. And the same as me, I want Barnsley to go up. And yet, you go back to the point that you just said, Barnsley winning the playoffs, yeah, brilliant. But, say, that's in like the end of May. July time, start of July, these big cities could be banned from the Premier League with all the rumours that are hearing. The next thing you know, the six that finish, the top six that finish, well, we already know Norwich are up, but the top six mm. that finish in the Championship, no matter if you lose the playoffs, you could still end up in the Premier League. So if that's the case, yeah. and when, if the uh, big, they're going to bring in the uh, six teams from the Championship, what is the honest point of playing the end of the season out? What is the mm. honest point of it? I it know. goes back to the point that Gary Neville made on Monday Night Football with Tottenham and City in the Carabao Cup final this weekend. They're not going to be. They're going to be banned from that competition next season. They don't care about yeah. English football. What's the honest point in them playing that tr- for that trophy? Because there is none. No one's going to be interested in it. No one's going to be watching it because they've just. I mean, when we got to the Car- uh, Carabao Cup final last season. It was a massive occasion and we wanted to win that trophy so much. And a year later, that trophy has become meaningless for this final. Mm-hmm. You, again, you put it perfectly, mate, and I completely agree. Um, I'm going to move on to what UEFA have said, though, mm. and the ramifications that it could have on this, on the Greedy Six. Um, so they've confirmed that players could and should potentially be banned from competing for their national sides in the Euros and World Cup. Mm. If that is actually going to be implemented, how do you feel like it will... Do you do you think there'll be any change? Florentino Perez, the uh, Real Madrid president, has said that if they're going to ban- be banned from... Uh, international competition, then they'll make their own. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to happen? I mean, we'll have to wait and see on that. I mean, it just it well now is the time to show players loyalty. You've already got players from those mm. clubs in the big six that are opposed. One example, Bruno Fernandez, and I thought his Instagram post was absolutely brilliant, where it was something like you don't, yeah. uh, you can't buy, buy like you can't buy greed or something like that. Uh, or yeah. like he, he came out opposing it. Uh, I think Rashford have sins against it, and Foden and Sterling 
they're the type of players that want to play for England. They've grew up and that's yeah. all they wanted to do as young kids. That's your dream, isn't it? Exactly. It's like uh, Mesut, Mesut Ozil tweeted out, and I saw Jack Grealish retweet it, actually. Yeah, I saw Grealish um, retweet it. He said that the, the World Cup and the Champions League is what you dream of as a kid. You dream of playing in those massive, on that massive stage in the World Cup. I mean, England got to a semi-final last time. Mm. And think about the buzz it's in such, the whole country it's such when a big, that happened. Exactly. Yeah, it's such a big thing. And it's what you dream of, isn't it, as a kid? And it, to be... I think this will certainly show what football players are playing football because it's football mm. and it's what they love or the football players that are playing football just purely for the money. Yeah. I mean, I was um, looking around Twitter and everything today and looking about has brought me to a good point from reading. You'll end, if this big, if this uh, Super League does go ahead in August when it's planned to do, I wouldn't be honestly surprised if you see some of the world's top players in the Premier, come to size in the Premier League like Aston Villa and Everton I and hope Leeds. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'd love br- to see yeah, the Broiders, brilliant. the Claret and Blue and Villa. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> but I know it sounds stupid, but you shouldn't be surprised if it does happen because these players will want to play for uh, in the best competition in the world, which is the Champions League, the World Cup, the Euros, because they disagree with what the Super League's doing. And they just want, obviously, there'll mm. be the big wages. The wages will be a problem. Uh, but they'll um, want to play football like everyone else is doing now, and they play it for the love of the yeah. game. And I wouldn't be shocked if you see the, some of these world-class players like Fernandez, like Rashford, like Foden, move to teams like Villa, Everton, uh, Leeds, um, West Ham, clubs like that to yeah. keep the um, to stay in the game and play the football game that they love to do. Yeah, um, I completely agree. It wouldn't surprise me at all if we was to see things like that happen. But the one thing, and you mentioned wages there. I mean, I don't know if it will be too much of a problem because players are, I mean, they're on ridiculous money as it is. They're not going to go from something to nothing. They're not just going to play football for free. They're obviously still going to be on ridiculous wage packets in comparison to the rest of the world. But what you've got to realise about the wages is some of the wages, actually quite a lot of the wages are generated from the club's TV revenue. And we're not yeah. going to lie, most of the big, well, the big six that are uh, in the European Super League create the most TV revenue for the Premier League. And my only concern is if these big, uh, big six clubs do go into the Super League and it does happen, are... Is this going to be a time where wages in football are just going to be slashed because owners won't be able to obviously keep? If no, I'm not being funny, everyone will end up what the most games uh, watched by the public are the ones that are man. You got your Man Cities, your Man United. Yeah. I mean, the, um, my brother I'm said this. I'm not being funny, but half of them have been boring, haven't exactly, they? This year, but the, exactly, they but, just are. Exactly, but because they have the most fans, they're going to create the most revenue for the clubs. Mm. And I'm not being funny. My brother said this to me earlier today. The only, when you have a TV game in the Premier League, if this Super League does happen, say, if you, for example, you got a Villa v Southampton, the only people that are going to watch that, really, are Villa and Southampton fans. And most of them yeah. 
the fans will actually be at the game. So that's going to be created mm. a lot less. So is that going to be a big impact on wages where TV revenue will come down quite a lot and then clubs are going to suffer because of that and then wages are going to be slashed? I do think that's a good point, but you could also argue that um, that the clubs will be bringing in match day revenue from pies and beers that you'll be selling yeah. at half-time and before the game and with tickets and things like that. You've seen how much of a of an issue this COVID pandemic's been. Mm. And a lot of the sides, a majority of the sides, have, you've seen, rely so much on the match day revenue that comes in. So although I do agree with what you're saying, you could also look at it from that side as well. Well, you can all, well that's when, do you remember a few months ago when Sky tried to implement that pay-per-view uh, scheme for the matches? Yeah. That was because of the club suffering. But uh, I think it was just because, obviously, the only downside of that was the Premier League clubs because they obviously have enough money to keep themselves afloat. So that's why they were against, fans were against pay-per-view uh, games. Mm. But you look at the iFollow scheme for the lower clubs in the EFL, they rely on that. Clubs like uh, mm. Colchester, clubs like Warsaw, clubs like Exeter, the ones that are struggling near the bottom uh, of the Football League, and they rely on that iFollow there. And it go, as you said, it goes back to the point where they rely on that match revenue. Yeah. Um. So... Moving on, well, I say moving on, we're going to talk about how the English, some of the English sides have affaired this season. Um, you've got Villa beating Liverpool 7 2, mm-hmm. West Brom beating Chelsea 5 2, yep. Sheffield United beating Man United 2 1, Leeds beating Man City 2 1, mm-hmm. Arsenal have lost 12 games this season, the same as Brighton, who were yep. down there. And uh, Spurs have lost 10 games. How can these possibly be the elite sides? I mean, I understand Man City. That was just a one-off game. They're running away with the the league. But seriously? I I completely agree. I mean, we've took nine points out of Arsenal in the last three times we've played them. They drew against an 18th place Fulham and struggled. Tottenham have been absolutely woeful this season. Jamie O'Hara has literally called him, Harry, uh, who supports Tottenham, has literally called him on TalkSport this morning, Harry Kane FC. They're relying on that one player. <laughs> They've been awful. Uh, Liverpool aren't the Liverpool that they were last season. We beat them 7-2 and then he scraped past us against Anfield. And you've got, obviously, Chelsea. Before, obviously, two shows coming, he's doing an amazing job now. Lampard, they were awful and struggling. And yet... You look at teams, informed teams like West Ham, Leicester, uh, Everton, us at the start of the season, and you're thinking, I mean, I know everyone's opposed to Super League, but you're thinking, where's Villa, Everton's, West Ham's invite to the Super yeah. League? I mean, you baff- and Gary Neville has put it perfectly again. I'm going back to him. He made that exact point about how Arsenal were a joke to watch and how on earth did I get an invite to the Super League? And it just shows if you have enough money and you have enough fan, uh, fans in your club, you can get absolutely anything you want. And it just shows with the Super League. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I think four of the 12 teams, a third of the 12 teams haven't even won the Champions League. No. They're 
so that they're branching off from. I mean, Villa... whereas you've got the likes of Villa, you've got Nottingham Forest. You even got there's Celtic so many one of teams. Them as well. Yeah, there's so many teams around the world who have won a European Cup or the Champions League, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, but... the the teams who are being who are branching off have said, "Oh no, we get, we don't care. We're going to scrap that. We're part of the elite for this." past 10 15 years this is how it's going to be for the rest of football it's actually good though to see one point that we haven't gone to it's actually good to see some clubs coming that have been invited to the super league have come out to oppose this clubs like dortmund bayern porto and it just shows how much they care about keeping the uh, strength and integrity of the game that everyone loves they don't want to be that even though they're the best some of the best clubs in the world, they want to keep football as it is because they love the owners and the fans there. The owners are listening to the fans and they realise how much of a catastrophe it would be for that club to go in the Super League and actually care about the uh, club that they run and how and they care about the sport that they want to keep, uh, keep afloat. And it's just actually brilliant to see. Yeah. Um, I was going to get onto that, actually, and I was going to name PSG. Another one, yeah, do you I forgot think, about that then. Do, do you think that PSG have said no purely because of the champion, the possibility of them just being gifted the Champions League this season? I didn't, and I never thought of that until you've said that. That is not a point I thought about, and now you've come to mention <laughs> it, it, I, I, it makes complete sense. Because they're the only team, because the rest of the semi-finals consist, well, the uh, rest of the semi-finals teams consist of the big six, don't they? Uh, big six yeah, you, and the rest you've of got the Super Man League. City, you've got Man City, um, PSG, Chelsea and Real Madrid. Yeah, all of them in the Super League apart from PSG. Mm-hmm. And if on Friday, if they do ban these, um, if they do ban these clubs from UEFA competitions in, that are in the Super League, PSG, you can't avoid it. You have to give the uh, Champions League winners to PSG. And that is a very yeah. good point as to why. Why would they throw themselves out at this point? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's the, fir- the first time they've... Or it's the best, certainly the best chance they've ever had before. I reckon they I mean, would have won it anyway. Why, why would you put that at jeopardy? I do as well, personally. Yeah. I do as well. But um, it's certainly interesting, isn't it? Because PSG very. are one of the... They're one of the money clubs, aren't they? They don't care about <laughs> they don't care about football or, or buying their way to success. They it they're PSG. They'll they'll buy who they want. <laughs> exactly. They don't need to. Um, they can, mm. literally you go back to the point as you just said, they can do what they want, they can buy what they want. But at least saying they're not stupid and they're not buying into the Super League. I mean They've got more than enough money. They could have, as a business, they could have tripled their club's net worth with this Super League if they wanted the founding clubs. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it just shows, again, how some common sense into some of them is prevailing. And as you said, they've got more than enough money. They can easily still keep their club afloat and make a successful business out of that club by staying in the French League and competing in the Champions League each season. Mm. I mean, I was just going to get onto then uh, how some of the twelve clubs or some of the founding partners have got on in Europe this season, and you've got Barcelona who were knocked out by PSG, 
Liverpool were knocked out by Real Madrid. Manchester United went out in the group stage of yeah. the Champions League. Spurs got knocked out by Dynamo Zagreb after being 2-0 two, two up going into the second leg and then losing 3-0. Yeah. Juvent- Juventus knocked out by Porto. Inter Milan knocked out in the group. And then AC Milan got knocked out in the Europa League by Man United. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> you know what? How are they the? How are they elite? Exactly, it's just ridiculous. And you know what's even funnier? I don't know if you've seen today. Have you seen who's the, uh, invited themselves into the Super League or wants to join it? Schalke, Schalke, eighteenth <laughs> in the Bundesliga. They're going down, and Schalke have invited. I've said, yeah, we want to the join Sheffield the Super United League. of the Bundesliga. Exactly, but they're saying, oh, we want to join the Super League. Yeah, you only want to join it because otherwise you'd be bollocks. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you down. do. I'm sure yeah. you do. They've said Reminds that, and, me of you know the... Uh... <laughs> I honestly think that they are going to join it because they need a few other teams in their mind have said no. Dortmund have said no. No, I wouldn't be shocked if Schalke are in the Super League and that will just save them from the embarrassment of being relegated from the Bundesliga. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of the uh, Eddie Hearn meme. I want a seven-inch willy, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> it just reminds me of that. I mean, Schalke, man. It's just ridiculous. Ten years, ten years ago, fair play. I'll hold my hands up. They were a massive team, or they used to be mm. a massive team, yeah. and were certainly Proud up history. there in the Champions League week in, week out, yeah. or year in, year out, should I say. Last few years, they've just been an absolute shambles, been haven't they? So and to say that they to say that they want to be part of this Super League again, I can understand why they want to be, but really, exactly, <laughs> it's just a joke, isn't it? it? Goes back to the Arsenal of it. They've been a joke. That they've been a joke to watch the last two seasons. Arsenal have. I think the only uh, I don't know if he's changed his mind. But I'm not shocked by this. But the only Arsenal fan I've seen in pro for the Super League is DT, and he's an and he's an <laughs> idiot anyway on some of his opinions. So I'm not shocked that he does like it. Obviously, I could be wrong, and he changed his mind. Uh, but at the time when I was seeing it last night, he was like defending Arsenal and stuff like that on fans that are calling him out. I mean, just get a grip of yourself. Why have you got to be different to anyone else? <laughs> I mean, I know you're controversial, but there's no need to be a dickhead about it. <laughs> Personally, I think he's doing that just for the bait and exactly. to, to piss people off. Because yeah. why anyone would be in agreement of it. And I do, I've genuinely not seen, I didn't even see DT um, in agreement of it myself. No. But I've genuinely not seen anybody that has wanted to, that's wanted it. The fans don't want it. I've only seen a couple, and they're the football Twitter fans that are from America who've never been to a game in their life and will always spend their time watching the games on TV, and they're pro for it. And it honestly doesn't surprise me because that is now what football has become. And yeah, the thing is, though, the thing is, um, I think I saw something saying that the that this Super League is going to be based or for the fans of the future. This was literally the point I was about <laughs> to make. You've took the words out of my mouth. You you can see in this Super League, not, none of these games are going to be played. Well, about like probably less than half of the games are actually going to be played at the club stadiums. 
They're going to be played all over the world in like you looked at La Liga when they were having when they were considering having the uh, games in Los Angeles and things like that, yeah. and it got a backlash and got a post. I mean, you think that and players were mad about that and think how mad they're going to be about this now. Players will be jumping on. It's their midweek games. They'll be jumping over on a plane to Japan, uh, and then the next week they'll be over in Brazil, and they'll be all over the world. Yeah. And Dubai, it, exactly and... America. And as you said, it's for the fans of the future. That's what it's going to be. They're not going to be playing these mm. games in, uh, in uh, the actual. Cl- well, it's going to be red. That there's probably will play it. Yeah, say Manchester yeah. or Liverpool. It's probably red. They they will at least have to play. I guess one game a season there. It's going to be yeah. very red at the new stadium. I know, and one thing you've got to think about is the families of the players, because some of these players will have settled in England or Spain or Italy or wherever they are. They would have settled, but that's where having been there for the past couple of years. That's true. How can you expect their husband, their boyfriend, their partner, their their dad? You know, how can you expect them to not not be at home for five days of the week? Because if they earn enough from this Super League and can provide whatever they want for their family, it won't be the worst thing in the world for them. That's why... It's no life, though, is it's it? It's no you, life, that's correct. It's just no life. That goes back to the point where now players have got to choose between their families and football or uh, mm. money and wealth. And it just shows on the international stage as well. It depends. It shows if players want to play for their country or to care more about the money. Yeah, I mean, um, if I was a professional footballer, I know it's easy for me to say because I'm not. If I was, an, I know players do get paid for playing for the England team. That's no secret. But I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be paid for playing for England because it was a dream of mine. It's an honour to represent yeah. your team at your international level. And if these players yeah, do, I, I, just, I completely agree with you. And players shouldn't be paid for playing. <laughs> playing international competitions yeah. or international friendlies or anything this it as you just said it's you it's an honor to play for your country and it should be an honor to play for your club as well but it's again getting back to the point of the world cups it's what you dream of as a kid isn't it to play for your country at a world cup and represent your country at a world cup and on that point um with the threat with the threat of um, the, <coughs> pardon me, sorry, with the threat of the top, the greedy six clubs, their players not being allowed to represent um, their international sides. Um, what do you think about England without the greedy six? Obviously, we're both English, so I've done a little draft of a 23-man squad. Um, I I've haven't done a 23-man squad, but I, I've got Go a uh, starting 11. That I, I haven't done a full 23-man squad, but I've got a starting mm. 11 that, as well that I just play as our strongest 11 for the uh, Euros without the big six as well. And uh, it, it starts with... I'll just say my 11 and you can... It, uh, go through. I'll let, I'll let you know how right, many I've got. In, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll let so, you know how many I've got in my squad. My goalkeeper is obviously Nick Pope. Uh, for the mm-hmm. um, right back, I've gone. Uh, for, I'm going to be biased here, but I've gone Matty Cash. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's only because I've actually seen him be phenomenal this season. He'd be a great slot for an English right back. Centre backs, mm-hmm. I've got Concert and Cody. Uh, yeah. for the two centre backs. 
Left back, I've got Creswell from West Ham because I think he's been a very mm-hmm. good player uh, for West Ham this season. Centre mids, I've got uh, Calvin Phillips and James Ward-Prowse in the holding midfield. With further, uh, oh. We're playing Jude Bellingham in behind because he can play that central midfielder role. Mm-hmm. And then left wing Grealish, right wing Sancho, up front Ollie Watkins. You've nearly, nearly got my uh, pick to all 11 players. Own, really? I only left out James Ward-Prowse, yeah. And I'll get to Who that in jump? a second. Okay. Um, so I'll start off with the goalkeepers. I've got Nick Pope, Johnston and Pickford. Mm. Um, I've kind of gone all out on the defence, to be honest with you, because it seems like that's what Gareth Southgate in England like. Mm-hmm. So I've got uh, Matty Cash, of course, uh, Tavernier at Rangers. That's he's, he's an English one. He is, but I think there's... He, yes, he's been phenomenal for Rangers, but it's an easy league. I think there's uh, going to be right-backs there that are going to be more mm. up to speed, like Matty Cash. But going back to that point, I'm going to actually contradict myself here. Other than Matty Cash, who else can you really pick in that right-back position uh, to play for England? Unless you've got uh, players like Justin at Leicester. Uh, other than that, yeah, James Justin. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's actually... I've just gone back on the point that I've got, just made. <laughs> First time in podcast Hayling, history. I suppose. There's <laughs> um, Luke Ayling, who... I, I'm not the biggest fan of, if I'm no. being perfectly honest. You've got um, Tariq Lamptey as well at Brighton, but he's very injury prone. The only thing that I, I lo- don't uh, think like he's about Lamptey is he's quick, but that's it. He's nothing yeah. else. I agree. I went with Tavernier, though, because although the Scottish Premier League is very low standard, let's be honest with you, mm. I'd I'd like to see him given a go if I'm being honest. He's got I'd like he him, can bring the experience he gets... from being the Rangers mm. captain for all these years and going up through from the yeah. championship to winning the league with them. Mm. Whether he I'd like to see him personally move to a team in the Premier League just to see how he gets on, to be honest. Well with he was you. at Newcastle and he did play some games, but he was a flop and that's why he went to Rangers. Oh really? Yeah. He started okay, at Newcastle and he was a flop. And he went to Rangers in the championship, and that's where he made his career. All right. I'd, I'd obviously know him from Rangers, but I didn't realise he was at Newcastle yeah. as well. Right, I think Rangers signed him from Newcastle. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll carry on with the defence. Got James Justin in there when he's fit, of yeah. course. Um, Cons and Mings, uh, Cody, Lewis Dunk, uh James Tarkowski and Michael Keane. And then I've got Matty Target and uh, Cresswell in there as well. <laughs> That's the defence. The midfield, I was stuck with, really. I've obviously got Jude Bellingham. I think he's a fantastic He's player. an absolute baller. I don't care if he, <laughs> he used to be a Birmingham City player. He's an absolute baller. I've got Declan Rice as well. I forgot I about Rice. Fantastic that, player. <laughs> I, I'm going to sw- swap my opinion and I'm going to change Ward Prowse for Rice. I'm swap that. I forgot about Rice. <laughs> and then I've got Calvin Phillips next to him. And then I've got two more attacking minded players in James Madison and Eberichi Eze. Eze is a great show. I hope that. I love Eze. I, I think I he's a great player. I know you've got doubts about it. Yeah, he is a great player, but I don't know if you've got doubts about him. 
I like him, who I'm about to mention, and does hope he jumps from Man United back to West Ham, and that's Jesse Lingard, because he's been on fire for West Ham. And if he does sign for mm. West Ham, I'd take him. Yeah, um, I, you know that I'm not the biggest fan yeah, of Yeah, that's uh, why I said Jesse, it, yeah. <laughs> Jesse Lingard. Um, but I, I did leave him out just purely because um, he is technically a Man United player. Yeah. Um, that, that's why so I left him out at if, the time being. Yeah, if he if he was at West Ham, I think I would be have to put him in there. Um, but moving on to the forwards, I had four spaces left, and I went with Jack Grealish, of course, mm-hmm. Ollie Watkins, of course, uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, of course, and Jadon Sancho, of course. Yeah, I I uh, agree the exact same. I mean, you've got to say. I mean, it's just hard because you don't know who to pick now if uh, this Super League does happen and they ban all these players. I know, it's, players. it's just mental, isn't it, to to think that these players, we might not be able to take someone like Harry Kane exactly. or someone like that. It's it's just weird, isn't it? It's just freaky. But, uh, I mean, it just uh, it goes again back to the players' loyalty and it? just seeing what they want to do. If they want to play mm. at that international level or they care more about the money from this Super League, which I'm not going to lie, it's yeah. going to be a lot of money. And I'll be honest with you, I was, <laughs> I was talking to my dad today and the thought of Villa and Everton being the two biggest clubs in the league actually doesn't sound too bad. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> as soon as it's all got announced, I tweeted Aston Villa and the biggest club in the Premier League. And it actually got a lot of likes <laughs> and a lot of praise. And so it, just, it just baffles me. How, now all these Man United and cities have gone... That the the Premier League just completely opened up and it's just changed the whole landscape of it. No one knows. Know. Uh, it's just gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna make the Premier League a lot more competitive. That's one bonus. It's gonna. Oh, do. it will absolutely. Yeah. You're not gonna have these. Yeah. You're not gonna have your cities and Liverpools just running away with it now. It's gonna. Ma- you can't call it now. Who's gonna win the Premier League? No. If they do end up uh, getting be, banned from the Premier could League, genuinely be. Could genuinely be anyone from Leicester City to Barnsley, couldn't it? To Villa, to yeah. Everton, to Swansea, to West whoever, Ham, Norwich. Yeah. yeah, it could literally be anyone. And one thing I like about the championship is that anyone can win at any given time. Yeah, you might you might be top of the league, but. You play Wickham and they could turn you over three or four nil. I mean, quite Wickham easily. battered Rotherham in a relegation battle. Wickham, who looked relegation bound, battered Rotherham the other week at the uh, New York Stadium. And that just shows know, how good the championship is. Yeah. And although I don't like, and I think that the English league needs these big six sides, I think, I, I don't think it would be the end of the world if they were to get relegated or something if they i'll tell you what i'd actually quite enjoy it if they were if the premier league and the fl said right it's not going ahead but because you signed up for it we're going to put you in league two or the conference league we're going to punish you yeah, we're going to seriously punish you. Yeah, bring your Harry Kane's, bring your Mo Salas, bring your um Kevin De Bruyne's, 
play in the Premier League for teams that just you never thought that they would play for ever. I think it'd just be no. for like five, five or six years or whatever. It'd be an a bloody good laugh. It's like a real life FIFA career mode, isn't it? It really is, yeah. <laughs> or ultimate team and things like that. It's just it's going to be mad. It's going to throw it wide open. Mm. And like I said, although I don't, I don't want it to happen. I think it's important that this Super League doesn't oh, happen. A hundred percent. And hope, hopefully, it won't happen. Like fingers crossed. There's every fibre in my body is praying that this doesn't go through. But even if it doesn't, I'm completely with you. Six clubs, to, the six by, clubs by each, need to get um, punished. By each day it goes by, it just gets more and more likely that it's going to happen. I mean, there's all these owners are coming out uh, for the Super League backing it and saying, if you do this, we'll do that because they've got the money. It just makes me really, he's going to ask whatsoever. No, oh, no, and that's that's the scary thing. But as we've spoken about a lot, it's down to the players, mm. and it's down to whether they want it. Exactly, the the it's the loyalty, and, and we know how bad loyalty can be in football. For example, Fabian mm. Delph when he went to Man City uh, from yeah, us, Sterling going to <laughs> Man City. Yeah, uh, sorry, but Sterling <laughs> going to Man City from Liverpool, and uh, just Tevez going from. Playing for United, then jump into Man City. I mean, I use Man City as an. Uh, I've used Man City three times. Every... No, no, and it's really sad to see. And that's why when you get players like, and people will talk about the Irish thing, but when you get players like Jack Grealish who stay at Villa through thick and thin, it just shows, mm. doesn't it, that loyalty's not not all dead. It's not no. all dead, and this is where you need your. This is where, as we've said it a lot, and I'll say it again, you need your players to stand up and say we don't want this. And if they don't want it, then opt out. They'll maybe they'll get kicked out of the club, contracts terminated. There's plenty of clubs out there that will be willing to, to take them in uh... with open arms. That's what I was about to say, because you go back to that point. You saw Klopp in his interview before the Leeds game. He was very against the Super League in August 2019. And then uh, when just before the Leeds game started, he did an interview. And it was basically him backtracking on what he said. Obviously, he was showing signs that he was still against it. But it was almost looked like he was watching what he was saying. And it goes back to Mourinho being yeah. sacked. He must have said something to Daniel Levy, Levy. And I don't know if it's about this rumour about uh, refusing to train because of it, but he stood up in what he believed in and he got sacked. So it just shows that managers can't mm. say anything bad about the Super League or they've got to watch what they've uh, got to say because otherwise they'll get the contracts terminated or they'll be in very big trouble with the club. Yeah, and I mean, it, it really wouldn't surprise me if they've been plotting this for a while. And oh, yeah. it's somewhere in the fine print of the players' contracts and the managers' contracts, there'll be somewhere in there to say that they can't leave because of XXX or <laughs> they can't say such and such. Yeah. I, I really do think, and it certainly wouldn't surprise me, that 
if there is something really small in their contracts that just stops them from saying anything. Because I was yeah. really hoping that Jurgen Klopp would kind of come out and say, I, I completely disagree. This is the last thing I want. And I was really hoping that it would be, I got my popcorn ready for it. You know, I was hoping that it just come out being the guy he is the Germany is with the way that the Germans go about their football. I was really hoping that he would be the guy that would kind of lead this march on. No, this isn't happening kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I can, and we just got to wait and see what managers are going to say and what players are going to say in the forthcoming days. It'll something new or some uh, will come out about the Super League day after day. Something bad will come out of it, and uh, that a manager's been sacked or a player's uh, been in trouble. Something will happen, mm. and that's what we've just got to wait and see what will happen. All we can do is sit back and hope that this doesn't happen. But yeah. for me, it is going to happen it's here you can't stop it and it that's for me when i go back to my point at the very start of this podcast by saying the game i grew up idolizing has died and it's not the same anymore yeah um i agree to be honest with you i i think there is a possibility that it can be stopped i think it i very much hope so a monumental effort from players managers board members, pundits, broadcasters, fans, everyone within football just needs to say no. Well, it shows this when you're isn't happening. like club icons and club ambassadors are coming out and saying that what your club's, di- what the club is doing is a disgrace. Ian Wright saying yeah. it's a shambles for Arsenal. Michael mm. Richards, the Man City ambassador, coming out and saying it's a disgrace. Gary Neville, Jeremy Carragher, both big with Liverpool and uh, Man United in connections to the club, both coming out and saying it's a yeah. farce. I mean, you've got all, and yet it just shows again how well, the Sir Alex Ferguson as well yesterday. Oh, did he? I never saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that he's completely against it as well. Well, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, which is good, but that you've got all. Mm. It's all well and good saying, "Oh, yeah, it's a disgrace," but the owners don't care. All they care about is coming out with a no. profit, and that's what they're doing. And they're not going to give a toss about what anyone says as long as they are making more than enough money, which is what this Super League is going to do for them. Yeah, and I completely agree. And you put it perfectly a few minutes ago, mate, that we've just got to wait, hope, and just pray that it will be stopped. Yeah. That's all we can do. There's nothing. It, it's beyond exactly. anyone's control. You, it, but what I've, I'm thinking, have they announced this? Well, for themselves, the best time for their, the owners, because there's no fans in the stadiums and there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. So no one's Absolutely. voices. That's that's why they've done it. Exactly. 100%. And because none of the fans they can don't get inside the... and vote voice their opinions to the owners of these clubs and they're all hiding away mm. behind the stadiums in the offices and because uh, they can and there's no fans that are there to oppose them. Yeah. And I think I'm not... like like you've seen at Ellen Road tonight, fans have gathered outside the stadium. Mm. And I think that's, that's good. I think, yeah. I mean, the COVID situation isn't like it was, so it's not that much of a problem. Um, yeah. I think I think it's what is needed to be honest with you to to show the 
board members to show the owners of these clubs that this really isn't what football's about. We can't allow 12 or 6 individuals to ruin the football culture in our country. And I know I live in Spain and I've just said our country, but I'm English to the core. Well, you'll come, you come back to... It, uh, the, it just the, can't the part be most games, It just even can't happen. No, you, it can't, but you, you come back any like almost once every as month. Often as as often more, as I can. Exactly, <laughs> to go to Villa Park to watch the game. So you, mm. Even though you live in Spain, you've got more of a right to say than anybody. You go to more games yeah. uh, than most fans and you live in a different bloody country that says something <laughs> and uh, that's oh. saying something and i'm just going i'm just going to say uh, going back to my point about how fans if they weren't in the stadium while well, they're not in the mm. stadium you if they were in the stadium the amount of unity that uh, in this happened the amount of unity would be that would be shown between the two between all the clubs these fans would yeah. be electric and Absolutely, That's, and you've you've the already seen it on crazy. Twitter, haven't you? Exactly. I mean, I mean, you've got how many t- how many times have you seen uh, com- the football community come together and just? I mean, it just doesn't happen. Everyone's no. got different opinions on everything, but there's this one thing that you just can't go against, and it's we're not going to stop as fans. The pundits aren't going to stop. And it's now down to the players again. It's it's time for them to come out and do something. It is. And the worst... Well, all we can do now is, as I've said it many times, just but hope and pray that it yeah. doesn't go ahead. I've... I, I, you, you say you hope it's not. I hope it's not. But in reality, I think it will. But... It goes back to the thing where we just got to wait and see what happens, and we've just got to wait really for this. Pre- well, there's this Premier League meeting tomorrow, and they're obviously going to discuss what's going to happen, and that'll be a direct communication to UEFA by the end of the week. I think we'll have all the information that we need, all the information that we'll know, and we'll know exactly what's going to happen for next season's yeah. football. Yeah, I completely agree, and. Again, we've just got to hope and pray and plead that this doesn't happen because it can't happen. No, it can't. Um, yeah, carry on. I was just going to say, um, oh, honestly, um, I, it's almost like, I know I might sound pathetic here, but it's almost like I'm heartbroken because... Football is my life. I, I mean, I'm not I a know. good. I'm not a good footballer. I never really was good at playing football. But watching football, playing it anyway, it's my life. Football is my life. I mean, I go into work most days, and no one really there is a big football fan. But I'm always talking about football because it's what I do. It's what <laughs> I love. I mean, they're like, yeah, yeah, great. I mean, I'm going on about yeah, we meet Liverpool seven two all this and that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, great. I mean, but <laughs> like, I, that, even though they don't care as much. Because I'm passionate and it's my life. I talk about it and I can't help talk about it, even though if it annoys anyone else yeah. or they don't care, I just say it. And I feel like, mm. what's me? What's the point in me talking about that now? Because it's just simply going to get ruined by all these big six clubs and these uh, rest of the uh, other six as well joining Super League because it just makes football for me meaningless. The Carabao Cup final this weekend, meaningless. The end of the Champions League, yeah. meaningless. The end of the Premier League, meaningless. And you, it's that word, meaningless. Like, that's what this 
Super League has done mm. to football made it meaningless. Yeah, uh, you you put it perfectly, mate. Again, um, I think f- again football is my life as well. Without football, I wouldn't be sat here now talking about it. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't be host of the total uh, co-host of the Total Screamers podcast as well. I wouldn't know you. I've met so many wonderful people well, from talking about the that, world yeah. of football, and it's exactly. just it, I've made so much more friends through football than I have. I mean, I've still got like my friends at school. Some of them, like I've got my one big group, but I've made more friends mm. and everything through Twitter and social media through football. You go, it's like going on an away day. You meet, even though you, you could be end up in one week, you could be at a West Brom away, the next you could be at Newcastle away. And yet you see the sa- yeah. different stadium, different ends of the country, but yet you see the same people that you're friends with because you go places. to the games. <laughs> exactly. Go back to the same old places. But uh, you see the same, old, uh, the same people. And those are your friends that you grow a bond with because you've got something in common. And yet those yeah. become your more closer friends because you're going to see them every week and you're both doing something that you're going to watch and enjoy. And that's football and that's your life. And it's just getting ruined by the greedy and the rich. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. And I think that's a brilliant uh, way to end it. Yeah, with you. I think we covered every um, single point that we can and... Yeah, it's just, I think we've just, spoken. As I you really said, hope we've spoken about happen. everything that we can. Um, it's Monday night as we're recording this, so if anything happens afterwards or early tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, then we're sorry we couldn't cover it, but it's just impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you all very much for listening. Thank you, Elliot, for joining me, mate. It's been an honour again. Anytime, mate. It's been an it's been an absolute pleasure to join and you know, I'm always ready if you need me again. Of course, mate. Um, if anything does happen throughout the past week, um, then obviously we're going to have our Friday episode as well. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep you all updated. Thank you all for listening. Please go and check out Elliot on Twitter at, uh, at Elliot AVFC. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter as well while you're over there at LT Football Pod. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you all soon. Take care. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.